Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Human trafficking is something that is suggested in quite a few missing persons cases of women of a certain age and appearance. Many of these result in it not being the case, but human trafficking is very real. It is estimated that in 2016, almost 58,000 people were trafficked in the United States, with 70% of these being young women and girls. The National Centre for Missing and Exploited Children estimates that one in six of all missing children are victims of trafficking, a number that is mind-blowing to me. Now, the reason we are discussing these cases today is not only to shine a spotlight on these victims, but to also create awareness on the significant issue of human trafficking. If you or someone you know is involved in trafficking, please contact the National Human Trafficking Hotline on one 373 7888 Cases of Human Trafficking, this week on Mysteriously Listed. Number 7. Alexis Scott On August 27, 2017... 20-year-old Alexis Scott left her home in Priola, Illinois, to attend a Floyd Mayweather fight in Los Angeles. Allegedly a man in his 30s, an alleged events promoter that Alexis knew, he had purchased the tickets for her and her friend. He had also arranged for Alexis and her friend to make some money as basically eye candy at a bachelor party after the fight. Once there, however, Alexis was kidnapped and taken to Sacramento, California and forced into sex trafficking. Alexis would be beaten and held hostage for days. She managed to escape, however, and was later found by an older woman who found her on the strip. Alexis was naked, bruised and curled up in the fetal position. The woman bought Alexis clothes and took her home and contacted her mother, April Allen. On September 1st, 2017, April organised a bus ticket for Alexis to return home. Alexis would refuse to share the details with her mother on what happened. She was scared of the repercussions for herself and her family. Alexis just wanted to return to her normal life. Three weeks later, on September 22, 2017, Alexis was lured to a house party by a man affiliated with the individual involved in her abduction in California. This would be unknown to Alexis at the time. She would be taken in a Big Daddy cab to the party at 4.30am. The cab driver would later report to the police that a man with dreads came out of the house and paid for the cab fare. 
Alexis was last seen in the early morning hours of September 23rd at around 5am on the 100 block of West Richmond Avenue. She was last seen wearing jeans, a half shirt and a pink jacket. Anyone with information is urged to immediately contact the Priola Police on 309 673 4521. The details of the party host's relationship with Alexis' abductor is unknown, but police finally obtained a warrant necessary to search the Richmond Avenue home in November 2017, two long months after Alexis was last seen. Any evidence found during this search has never been made public. According to the missing persons poster, quote, There is no conclusive evidence that she ever left the residence, but she has not been seen since. Her family has stated that there would be no way that she would voluntarily leave her two year old son behind. Number six Danica Childs. 17-year-old Danica Childs was staying with a friend in December 2007 in Federal Way, Washington. On December 21st, she called her mother Diane Zorro and told her she had planned to go Christmas shopping that day with her sister and some friends, but she promised her mother she would stop by and see her after that. Danica never went shopping. She never visited her mother and she was never seen again. A few days later, Danica's purse, coat and cell phone was found at a motel sunset in Kent, an area that is known for sex work activity. According to Diane, Danica had recently started seeing a man who was or is allegedly a pimp, something that Danica strongly denied at the time but she had started spending nights out with him on a regular basis. When police forensically investigated her phone, alarming messages were found that revealed that Danica had begun participating in sex work. Her phone was allegedly filled with sexually explicit messages from her clients. Due to this, investigators do not believe that Danica left on her own accord. Diane was also adamant that she would not leave all her belongings and cell phone behind, and there is no way she would not contact them after this long. Diane believes her daughter was abducted and sold into sex trafficking. The case would quickly go cold. It wouldn't be until 2015 that a family friend would find a picture on Instagram of a girl in Las Vegas who closely resembled Danica. Then Danica's sister received a message from someone claiming to be her. The person knew the nicknames Danica and her sister used for each other. She told her she was in hiding, but when Danica's sister tried to continue this conversation further, the profile was made inactive. At the time of her disappearance, Danica Childs was 17 years old. She was biracial with brown hair and brown eyes. She was 5 foot 2 and around 100 pounds. 
She was last seen wearing a black sweater jacket with a fur hood, a Mickey Mouse t-shirt, blue jeans and black suede boots. If Danica is still alive today, she would be 30 years old. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Number 5. Sophie Reader At the time of her disappearance in May 2017, 15-year-old Sophie Reader was living with her father Patrick and taking online classes at home. However, she was still known to hang out at the local high school. Sophie had a history of running away, but she always would return the next day. She was allegedly dealing with anxiety and depression, but the reports are hazy on whether she was ever medically diagnosed. However, it must be stated, it was because of mental illness that Sophie left mainstream schooling and began to be homeschooled. Sometime between 10pm on Friday, May 19th, and the early morning hours of Saturday, May 20th, 2017, Sophie walked out of her Fort Lauderdale, Florida home. Business surveillance cameras on West Davie Boulevard in the Stratton area near her home. These cameras recorded her walking past wearing headphones. She appeared to have left home on her own volition. The surveillance video shows her alone and calm and in no particular hurry. It's never been explained why she left home or whether she was planning to meet someone. Since she did not take any belongings, it does not appear that she planned to leave for good or for any length of time. Regardless, after this video finishes, she disappears and is never seen again. Investigators also state there is evidence on her computer that Sophie may have been lured away by an online predator or human trafficker. What this evidence is has never been made public. Two months after her disappearance, police issued a warrant to search a home close to Stratton and High School. Investigators dust for fingerprints and interviewed three men. No arrests would be made, but 25 cell phones, two computer towers, ammunition and a pair of headphones were confiscated. Now, these headphones were allegedly like those that Sophie was wearing prior to her disappearance. Investigators have never publicly connected any of these items in the home to Sophie or her disappearance. An affidavit obtained by the local news station shows that these individuals were suspected of violating three statutes, murder, kidnapping, human trafficking. At the time of her disappearance, Sophie Reader was 15 years old. 
She was biracial with brown eyes and her hair was brown shoulder length and curly at the time. She was 5 foot 1 and around 115 pounds. She was last seen wearing a black mini dress with a fur coat and Converse sneakers. If Sophie is still alive today, she would be 18 years old. Number 4. Corinna Slusher In 2016, Corinna Slusher was having some issues with her mother. Pressures from her senior year of high school, plus struggling with independence, a failed suicide attempt, and constant arguing with her mother, Sabina. These all meant that they made plans for her to move in with her aunt, Julia, in Massachusetts in the January. These plans would fall through, though, and instead Corinna moved in with some friends in a nearby Pennsylvania town during the spring of 2017. Only a few weeks later, Corinna would contact her mother, Sabina, and tell her she was dropping out of high school with only one class left before graduation. She told her she was moving to New York City, that a friend, 32-year-old Giovanni Pajero, had arranged her a free place to stay until she got settled. Sabina tried to dissuade her daughter, but Corinna was headstrong and she could not change her mind. Corinna left for New York in August 2017 with little more than her ID and cell phone. Corinna would contact her family and friends every day to let them know that she was doing fine and she was happy. This would all change by the end of the month. Sabina received an order of protection taken out by Corinna against Progero. This order stated that Progero had been arrested and charged with assaulting Corinna by attempting to strangle her. That the pair got into a physical altercation after he had allegedly stolen $300 from her. When she confronted him, he grabbed her by the throat and slammed her to the wall, quote, making it difficult for her to breathe, unquote. When the police arrived, Corinna identified Pajero as her pimp and she referred to him as daddy. But when Sabina contacted her daughter in a panic, Corinna played this down as if there was nothing to be concerned about. September 2017, Corinna's beloved grandfather passed away. Corinna told Sabina that she was heartbroken that she couldn't attend the funeral in Florida as her license and social security card had been stolen and she could not board a flight without them. Regardless, Sabina helped Corinna arrange to return to Pennsylvania the following day to meet with the family after they returned after the funeral. Corinna never arrived and her family have not been able to reach her since. About a year after Corinna last spoke with her family in 2018, 23-year-old Ishiwani was arrested and charged with sex trafficking and the sexual exploitation of young women in the New York City area. According to contemporary news articles in early September 2017, Corinna got involved in Wani after another young woman known only by Jessica Wabbit. 
Wani was essentially their pimp, and the trio rented a room at a Bronx motel that is well known for sex work activity. On September 20, 2017, Corinna got into a physical dispute with Jessica over Corinna's relationship with Wani. After this, Corinna moved to another motel in Queens. There are no credible sightings of Corinna after this date. Ishiwani is currently serving a sentence of 11 years in prison. He denies having any knowledge of the whereabouts of Corinna Slusher. Yvonne Pajero is still awaiting his trial, which has been delayed due to COVID restrictions. The FBI believes that Corinna may have been sold and is currently being passed between various sex trafficking rings. They believe it is possible, even probable, that she is no longer in the New York State area and possibly not even in the United States at all. At the time of her disappearance, Corinna Slusher was 19 years old. She was 5 foot 7 and around 140 pounds with blonde hair and blue eyes. Looking at recent photos of her before she disappeared, it seemed that she had lost a significant amount of weight and this may have continued after her disappearance. Corinna was also known to go by the name Carissa during her time in New York City. Corinna has a very identifiable tattoo of a large flower in black ink in the centre of her chest between her breasts. If Corinna is still alive today, she would be almost 22 years old. Number 2. Natanali Perez 19-year-old Natanali Perez had just graduated from high school and was excited about the prospects life had in store for her. She wanted to leave the small town of Sebring, Florida, where she had grown up. So in January 2012, Natanali, or Natty to those who knew and loved her, Natty moved to Miami with her boyfriend to pursue her dreams of working in the music industry and promises to meet with high-level executives for a record label who could give her everything she had wished for. Her family were immediately concerned. Almost all contact with Natty stopped. And when she did call, the phone conversations were short and strained. Her family described it as if someone was coaching her what to say and listening to their every word. In the months prior to her disappearance, Natty contacted an aunt and begged her for help, that she wanted to come home now. Her aunt and cousins did and could not believe what they saw. The happy, beautiful and confident Natty was gone. Instead, before them stood a traumatised and scared young woman with her hair ripped out, fingernails broken off and blood and bruises all over her body. She told them horrific stories that instead of lavish meetings and fancy dinners with people from the music industry, Natty was taken to a house where she was gang-raped, beaten and her ID was stolen. She was sold online via Backpage.com out of a hotel on Miami Beach to the highest bidder. 
It would not be long before Natty would insist on returning to Miami. Her family believes she was coerced on returning to her traffickers, possibly threatened to do so. Natty was last seen at a Burke's Motel on Southwest 8th Street in Miami, Florida, on June 1st, 2012. Her boyfriend stated she walked outside to take a phone call after a fight, when he saw her get into a vehicle with an unknown man and drive away. Her family would never see nor hear from her again. The FBI believed Natty was trafficked again and was taken out of the area and possibly out of the country due to her ethnic appearance. There was an unconfirmed sighting of Natty at a Dolphin Mall in Miami in August 2012, but authorities do not believe that this was actually her. At the time of her disappearance, the Tenali Perez was 19 years old. She is biracial with black hair and brown eyes and is 5 foot 1 and around 130 pounds. She was last seen wearing a black shirt and blue jeans. If Natty is still alive today, she would be about to celebrate her 28th birthday. Number 1. Alicia Bell July 24, 2015, at around 5pm, 18-year-old Alicia Bell left her mother's home in Warren, Ohio, to walk to another relative's home in the same neighbourhood. Alicia never made it to her destination and she was never seen alive again. The only communication was a frantic and alarming text to her mother, Tiffany, received later that evening, reading, quote, Mum, if I make it home, I need you. I'm scared. Unquote. Tiffany continuously attempted to call her daughter throughout the night, but the calls went straight to voicemail, indicating the phone had been switched off or the battery had died. Tiffany would report Alicia missing to police a few days later. The first break in the case came on August 20, 2015, when police raided the home of 40-year-old James Brooks looking for drugs. But police got much more than they bargained for. When searching the woods behind Brooks's home, they discovered a fire pit with human remains. Due to Brooks's relationship with the family, he went to school with Tiffany and was the last person to see Alicia alive. Police immediately suspected these remains belonged to the missing teenager. Brooks was arrested and charged with abuse of a human corpse. September 3, 2015, forensic test results confirmed the remains did in fact belong to Alicia Bell. On May 25, 2016, Brooks's charges were upgraded to involuntary manslaughter, drug trafficking, abduction, tampering with evidence, compelling prostitution, and possession of illegal narcotics. Investigators stated they had the means to believe Brooks was using Alicia as well as several other local girls in a sex trafficking ring. In fact, Brooks openly admitted to running an escort agency for some time, but claimed to be no longer involved and refused to name the women who had worked for him. 
On February 1st, 2017, Brooks pleaded guilty on all charges except the trafficking charges, which had been dropped. He was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Brooks is currently considered a person of interest in the disappearance of another young woman from Warren, Ohio, 22-year-old Jasmine Smith. Do you have something you would like to see mysteriously listed? Do you have a particular theme that interests you? Message us on Facebook at Mysteriously Listed and on Twitter at Mysterious List. If you like what you've heard today, we would love for you to share this episode on your social media of choice. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate it if you could leave a positive review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Research, additional writing and hosting is by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.